The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. Let's move on to the trade deadline. Whoa. Whoa. It happened fast. It happened so much faster than anybody thought. Anybody could have predicted. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, the Dallas Maverick. Wow. We are trying to figure out what just happened. The timeline of it is insane. Kyrie demands a trade Friday, February 3rd. By Sunday afternoon, he's in Dallas in one of the most shocking trades in recent memory. In those 72 hours, so much happened. Let's break that down. From the moment that the news broke that he was asking out, uh, pr- presumably because the Nets wouldn't give him any money, which why would you? He's been unavailable. Uh, speculation goes wild. Teams are rumored to be in the Kyrie mix were the usual suspects, of course. Purple and gold, the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, the Suns. Mm, I don't know if the Heat were really involved, but they were sort of mentioned. And then the dark horses like the Mavericks and the Pelicans. Turns out only four teams actually made offers. The Lakers were the presumed front runners. Obviously, Braun and Kyrie have talked about reuniting they've made no bones about wanting to play again together the lakers apparently offered russell westbrook more on this later austin reeves max christie and two first rounders i think the first rounder element is a little bit muddled it could be one it could be two the 27 27 29 solid the clippers apparently offered terrence mann luke Kennard, a first and two uh, first round pick swaps kind of meh if you're the nets i like terrence mann fine Luke Kennard is trash. He's horrible. So uh, that that trade made no sense. The Suns, this is where it gets really interesting. They offer Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and some first-round picks. Ah, pretty intriguing, except for the fact that Chris Paul has fallen off of a, a cliff Paul, right? Intriguing. Uh, and then Joe said, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. So he fast-tracked the trade to Dallas that was finalized as follows. Kyrie and Markeith Morris for Spencer Dinwiddie, which is like a wish version of Kyrie Irving, who already played for the Nets, Dorian Finney-Smith, one of the best perimeter on-ball defenders in the league, and two second-round picks. I think a first-round pick, too, and a first-round pick. 
fascinating thing, according to those who are connected with the story. Kyrie was never going to get a long-term contract from the Mavs. An anonymous source reports, no one in Dallas will come out and say it in those terms, but Irving is potentially just a rental. Lord. Folks, I have thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts on that. First of all, super excited to see this fit. People are saying, oh, Kyrie, Luca, they're not going to be able to play together. They don't, those people don't listen to them. They don't know basketball. It's fine. They're just, they're just watching Sports Center and listening to takes and then regurgitating takes. Kyrie playing off ball is excellent. He is elite at that. Kyrie, probably the theoretical uh, player that's always in play. But one thing you never question is his work ethic and his ability to ball out in crucial moments. He's a top 10 offensive player in the league. He's a top 75 player in all of history. And he will play really well with Luka if he continues to come off ball like he did with LeBron James in the time that he was in Cleveland. This does bring up a, a ton of questions. Like, is Kyrie going to be the Dinwiddie 2.0? Is he going to hit sort of, sort of those game tying game winning shots. Is that still going to go to Luca? Uh, this could be very fun to watch to me. He's not a selfish player. He's a player who can get guys involved. He can play, make, he can do a lot of things. Uh, the Cavs won a, a championship with Kyrie Irving coming off ball. So he's built in the lab for playoff time. That's what he is. He is winning time in human form. My second point. Does anybody feel like it's weird that Mark Cuban makes this move? They they know that Luca probably is going to ask out if they don't do something. This is sort of a roll of the dice move, right? Uh, you know, like kind of like what they did with Russ and with Palinka. You have to sort of appease the player that you know needs to be appeased, possibly putting yourself in a worse situation down the road, right? That's that's really really tough. Uh, which brings me to my third point because I think this is a rental. I think 100% this is a rental. I do not believe that Kyrie is in a Mavs uniform next year whatsoever. Dimwitty and, and Dorian Finney-Smith is a very steep price to pay for a rental for 30 games, right? Like, that, he is. He is. I firmly believe that Kyrie will be a Laker next year. I think this was, in terms of the Lakers, probably the most savvy things uh, – that Kyrie has done in a long time. So he asked for a trade out in the summer, right? And they were like, nah, we're good. We're not going to do that. Was, no, no. Uh, you have no trade value. Nobody wants you whatsoever. That's just not going to happen, right? Not, no. You did the vaccination thing. You're got Harden to ask out. You, uh, but zero controversy for 30 games. And, you know, his stepmom, who's his agent, saying to him, that's all you have to do. And you can ask out and get whatever you want, which is exactly what happened. He balled out. He, as that young woman said, uh, who asked Russ that question, which I'm going to use forever now, which is he uses his impressive dribbling skills to successfully fake out his opponents multiple times. The truth is Kyrie did that. He's good at basketball. He can hit clutch shots. And he's not stirring anything up ever since the whole thing that he stirred up. You can now use that as leverage, knowing that their teams are going to be very desperate, desperate to make a move because this is a very muddled West, a team where uh, a West where it's very mediocre. Anybody can get in and anybody can make a run. And if you're the Mavs, you know that Kyrie is an upgrade over Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, this is not petulance. This is not Kyrie throwing a fit. This is him saying, 
I know what I need to do in order to get out of this organization. The clock is ticking. He forces the Nets' hand. He does it down the stretch where they have no time to really pivot and figure things out. And all of a sudden, you know, he's gone. Fourth, the Nets did get theoretically a little bit better. You know, they did get not as much as probably they could have gotten for him if he was Donovan Mitchell, like scandal-free. Kyrie's not scandal-free, though. That's where we're at. He's not... He's not DeJounte Murray. He's not Donovan. He's not Rudy Gobert, but he's a better player than that. Theoretically, he should be worth more than the four first-round picks it took to get them, right? But his stock had fallen so low after everything that he's done. He's a person, he was virtually untradeable at one point in time, right? But the bottom line is this. The Nets traded Kyrie, a star, for two good players. Good players. Spencer's a good player. He's played for the Nets before, right? He's a diet Kyrie. He has handles. He can shoot. He was one of the most clutch players in the playoffs last year. We saw that when they went to the Western Conference Finals. He hit some big, big threes down the stretch. Dorian Finney-Smith, probably one of the best defensive wings. So you've got Katie, you've got uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and you've got Nick Claxton. Those three guys are going to be able to defend. You're going to have probably the best front court defensively of any team in the NBA and they get a first rounder and two second rounders out of it. So you kind of made lemonade out of lemons. Now, very solid deal for the Nets, considering that Kyrie has been a disaster. Uh, I think also the Nets need to make another deal. They need to figure it out. Maybe you, you figure out a way to get OG and Maybe you find a way to get Pascal Siakam. That's kind of what the new tea leaves say. You'll probably have to give up Nick Claxton for that, but I still don't hate it. Uh, and, also, to show KD, you're not tearing it down to the studs. There's a possibility he gets moved and wants to be moved if you don't show him that he is going to be on a team that's going to win, right? This is now – and the fact really is Shams reported Kyrie asking for a trade now makes it so that so many more teams are asking about Kevin Durant than they were about Kyrie. They want to know, hey, is he on the move? Like, can we get him for, for nothing? Can we get him for just a couple of – maybe three first-round picks and Dyson Daniels? Who knows? More on that later. By the way, Kyrie left for three games and Cam Thomas exploded. So this is going to be really fun to watch Cam Thomas. He's crazy. He's had more than 40 points three straight games now. Insane. Do went off for 44 against the Wizards, 47 against the Clippers, and had 43 last night. So dude's going to be a star. First player in NBA history to have three 40-point games at his age. Nuts. And then Ben Simmons not getting talked about enough. He's been trash. He's maybe the most untradeable player in the league right now. As for Dallas, uh, they are rolling the dice. Jason Kidd thinks that they can fix Kyrie. Kyrie, his mentor, his idol is Jason Kidd. Obviously, he has a relationship with the front office executive, Nico Harrison, who came from a Nike where Kyrie had his signature shoe. So they had a, a long-standing relationship that Kyrie, since Kyrie got into the league. And, you know, that's what they said. Jason Kidd said, hey, we have a relationship. He's all about basketball. He wants to win. He wants to be coached. And this is a great opportunity for me. And Kyrie has great things to say about Luka. He loves Luka. And before this trade was even possible, this is what he said about him. I think first we, we got to discuss just how long he's been playing professional basketball. I think it's been, been since like 14, 15 years old. So he's used to seeing so many dif defenses, so many dif uh, you know, different roles that he's played. I'm sure overseas, and now that he's in the NBA, I mean, you just see him. He plays at an incredible pace. Uh, he makes great decisions. Most of the offense goes through him. 
and uh, he takes his time a lot and he gets to the free throw line so he maximizes on all the rules of the game of basketball and uh, uses it to his advantage and all the rest of the, the guys around him play their role really well so they're they're a good team and they're only getting better uh, and again I'm glad we got to see uh, a team like this that you know down the line um, the continuity that they have in the trust because they've been through certain battles you can see it and they don't panic um, that's just good to see traits of a great team so yeah, I mean, this is going to be very interesting. So now that Kyrie is a Maverick for probably 25 games, and if he doesn't sign for them with them in the offseason, I, which I don't think he will, that's a hefty price to pay for a rental unit. But if it keeps Luka happy and that's what Cuban wants, who knows? And also for the Lakers, why would you do that deal if you thought Kyrie would be there anyway for you in, in free agency? Why? You wouldn't. Why would you pay all those first-round picks and your young players if you think you're going to get Kyrie anyway? And so... We'll talk about this in a bit, but listen, LeBron James is not happy about it. So the Lake Show never disappoints, which we'll talk about in a second. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Up next, in related news, Stephen A. is trending uh, because of a fight over Kyrie that occurred over first take with Jay Williams. People are losing their minds. If you haven't heard it, it is tremendous. Here is some of the audio. Daily news? No, but that's not gonna happen. We we put a different kind of onus on our athletes than we do, and you made mention of that on your podcast. I, I, I don't deny that. Wait, so first off, I'm not the one. I oh, don't deny the that. I'm being sensitive. I I'm don't deny watching, that. But you're the one that seemed very emotional. Oh right my God. And go it's ahead. Matter, Just, Stephen go, go ahead, Jay. Come on, man. Go ahead, Jay. Come on, man. Go ahead, Jay. I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting up here on national TV absolving Kyrie Irving of every every decision. I'm not going back and reaccounting every decision. I'm just saying how it's interesting to me. It just carries such a bigger momentum, in particular with you, J J J more J so than anything, anybody J else. Jay, well, you know what? Well, I would, what? I, what I would ask you is do me a favor. Stop telling us what you find interesting and just tell us what you feel. No, my job you, is you, to be you, you interesting. Say, you say, I find it interesting. You always say that. Say what you're saying. <laughs> what are you saying? What did I just say? What are you saying? It seemed, what am I saying? I just said what I'm saying, Stephen A. Which is, and I'm not allowed to say what I find interesting. Of course you are. But like once again, of you course, I invite you person, on the show to say what's interesting. He thinks you're too preoccupied with Kyrie, too hard on Kyrie. Did I Bridget Bridget Kyrie Irving last week before he demanded a trade? We were talking football. How many times have I mentioned Kyrie Irving over the last few I weeks? I don't seem to go, I don't seem to be the one being triggered right now. Well, it's I'm always triggered. No, you're not. I mean, it gets worse from there. This. Is anybody shocked that two former Duke players are aligned? Duke, Dukey's going to Duke, right? That's Jay Williams and, and Kyrie Irving. Second, Stephen A. Smith got personal because Jay was hinting at something that he wanted to say and wouldn't come out with it. Stephen A. does come after Kyrie hard, and they've argued about him before. They've had been very adversarial to the point where it feels that they are personal, like discovering, I don't know, that your favorite aunt is like, you know, you, you, you love her and you guys talk all the time, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, she's a truther. She's a truther. Basically, that's how Stephen A. and Jay are right now. They feel that same way about one another. Jay feels like Stephen A. is standing up for Dan Dana White and Jerry Jones. 
and their improprieties, but will not go out of his way to defend Kyrie or at least create some nuance or context about Kyrie. And Jay is asking, why? Why do you allow that energy for Kyrie and not for them? And Stephen A would say, well, uh, I have to go after Kyrie more because this is a professional thing versus a personal thing. And there are many things that Kyrie has done that has hurt his team and kept them from winning. And I think that's why he got triggered. Uh, Dana White's transgressions are personal and domestic. Those are societal questions. Kyrie's issues were a professional thing that bled into professional lives. Uh, the back and forth was really interesting. I would listen to the whole thing if I, if you uh, if you can. Because really what was not said, Stephen A was kind of like, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to sneak diss me in front of my audience, and you're not about to do that. I know that that's what you've been doing, and uh, I know that how the culture views me, and I do not like it. Say what you mean or don't say anything unless you're going to say it with your full chest. And all of this is a reminder that there are probably no two more, no more polarizing players than, than Kyrie Irving, even with people who traffic in hot takes. Uh, here's the thing, though. Kyrie is not going anyplace, not by a long shot. So we're going to have more of these Jay Williams and Stephen A. Smith conversations and altercations, unless Jay Williams is not allowed on the show anymore, which is definitely possible.